Hi everyone and welcome to First Rank Fire. This is a podcast that gives me the chance to chat with some of the coolest people from around the 40k community. I'm your host Ben and in today's episode you'll be getting twice the entertainment as for the first time I'll be interviewing two people at the same time. It's crazy. Uh, the guys I've got on today, have, I've actually haven't been that that long back into the hobby um, but yeah I'm already putting sort of massive shockwaves through the community with sort of a pretty fantastic subscription product. They're not sponsoring me for this. But I would say I think it's pretty it's pretty fantastic. Love the idea of it. It's the, the battle box. So we'll, we'll chat about that more again, uh, more more a bit later. Uh, welcome to the show, James and Ali. How you doing? Thank you so much. Yeah, really good. Good. Yeah. How you Thank you. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate the time. And yeah, I love the I, I love your Instagrams, your individual Instagrams. But yeah, battle box as well is a is a great idea. So yeah, be good to learn more about where that came from. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. definitely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'll start off with the Warhammer section as I always do. So, what originally got you guys into Warhammer? You want to go on, Ali, you, you can go first this time. You go. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. First, got me into Warhammer. Well, fun. It was a bit of a funny story. Um, a little long one, but I'll I'll keep it pretty short. But essentially, man, back in about two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, my mum uh, ran a dentistry in Hull, and she got into like a she was driving around a roundabout and there was a guy mowing the lawn on the roundabout and a rock pinged off and smashed through the window and hit her in the head and she was out of work for about eight months or something uh, with a head injury funnily enough right opposite her dentistry there was a warhammer shop and she walked past it like every day and she always saw it and she decided um after she was sort of out of work for so long that she would buy a crap ton of, of lord of the rings warhammer <laughs> and yeah, so okay. she she was doing that from home, um, and I was only little, so I was watching her do it, and we did it together, me and my brothers and her. And yeah, so we just collected like a load of Lord of the Rings stuff, and me and my me and my mum and my, my brothers are massively into fantasy sort of fiction and stuff like that, so um, it fit perfectly. And it always just sort of sat there around the house, and we'd always look at it, and then sort of around lockdown james started playing again and sort of i was watching him do it and he was showing me his models online and stuff and i know i know what i'm like with with stuff like this where with my hobbies because i have quite a few I, i'm like all in if i do something mm, so yeah. i really wanted to sort of take my time with seeing how he sort of got on with it how james got on with it and 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 yeah so i it was like a year after james started started up again i decided you know sod it I will, uh, I will get myself <laughs> a box. Um, I got the Echoes of Doom box, so that's the silver left in the version. And, and yeah, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much how it happened. Yeah, so that's how. That's, that's a pretty crazy story. That's probably one of the craziest yeah. stories that I've heard yeah. of sort of the, the initial, the initial yeah, kickoff, cool. but yeah. yeah. So how long was the break that you had between you sort of stopping ish and then coming back in after a year with, with I mean, James? So this, yeah, I mean, well, 2009, 2008, 2009, all the way to, it was about, I mean, I didn't get the Echoes of Doom box until like Christmas last year. So, so yeah, it was like a good, yeah, big, like big break, 14 yeah. years, maybe. Yeah, yeah, a long time. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm getting the blame well, for James. all your. Exactly. <laughs> My Someone always has to say that, always. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, again, a bit of a, a similar story to, to Ali. Thankfully, no injuries occurred in my my story. But basically, when I was a kid, Lord of the Rings was out. My neighbours 
were, were a bit older than me and then they had some Warhammer and then I sort of went to the shop and then saw, oh, you can buy Lord of the Rings Warhammer as well. And then I got into that. And then one of the uh, sort of earliest memories I have of it is the STEM subscription magazines, uh, the Lord of the Rings mm. subscription magazines. Um, yeah. And I, I think, again, I mentioned it on a previous podcast, sort of going down to the, the news agents and picking up the the magazine and wondering what's going to be in it this month and you know what models are you going to get it was sort of that surprise element and that excitement that that really sort of got me got me hooked and again one of my friends that I went to school with lived in the same village as he started collecting it at the same time as me so we agreed that he would be one army I would be the other and I went with the the evil side so I was the Urukai and <laughs> Sauron and all that <laughs> and and yeah we, we to be honest, playing wasn't really a big part of my hobby back then. It was a lot more about okay. getting models and painting them and building them. And, and that was purely because I was, I don't know, 2003 or whatever, and then about sort of eight or nine, and then sort of going into you know early secondary school, early teenage years, carried it on. And then I'd say my break probably went from about year eight or nine, so what's that, 13, 14 years old, and then back into it around, yeah. well, as Ali said, around lockdown, sort of 2019, uh, which would have been, that would have been what, this is probably, probably literally just over 10 years, about 11 years, so 2008 or nine is when I would have been in, in year eight or nine, so. Similar in the time. Um, yeah, yeah so, so that's when I probably would have stopped, and then, like I say, got back into it. You know, let's say ten years later. So, I've always sort of floated around the hobby. Yeah. Like I've always, I've, mm. again, YouTube is a, a, a big thing for me. I watch loads of stuff on YouTube about all different kinds of hobbies and you know just random videos. But um, Mini War Gamer Dave was was a or Mini War Gaming in general. I remember the video that they did saying about how Games Workshop was stopping resellers, or you know they had to do a bit of a, that that yeah. letter video that they did a letter to games workshop that's again one video that really sticks in my mind and just ever since since then i've you know not been in the hobby i've sort of dabbled around with it and, and watched their videos on and off and you know, if i've seen a cool model on instagram or whatever that pops up i've liked it you know but i've never been fully immersed yeah. like you know like we are now it feels like a fairly running thing with kind of a lot a lot of my guests and this again, i've said this before it's really strange because when i got into it i originally got into fantasy and so many people that i've spoken to both Lord of the rings and i was like even it's quality. it was probably but yeah it's really like since i found out it's a really good game the models are really cool but i was just like i had i was like a completely oblivious to it i was a completely almost completely oblivious to 40k i was kind of lived in this fantasy yeah. bubble <laughs> um and then yes yeah, like probably two-thirds of the guests that i've had on the show have been like yeah lord of the rings got me into it which I'm amazed that it sort of passed me by because I was big into that sort of stuff, watched all the Lord of the Rings films. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know why fantasy was the thing that took me rather than, than Lord of the Rings. Mm. But. Well, my neighbours, when, when I sort of, when I say I saw them playing and got into it, but they they played 40k. So I, I remember the mm. the Space Marines and, and Eldar, those were the two armies that they had. And I remember that quite vividly. And like I say, I went to the shop here with the intention to buy some Eldar and then came out with a box of Urukai. So, um, you know. <laughs> I almost bought some Urukai yeah. the other day, actually. Yeah. I've got some under my bed here you can have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like you say, I, similar. 
I've spoken to a lot of people and, and you know, listened to a lot of podcasts, and everyone seems to mention Lord of the Rings. So it's it's amazing, really, yeah. that like you say, so many people got into it off off the bat, off the battle, off the back of that. I mean, it might be just kind of the generation or generations that I I sort of chat to. They, we're all been roughly around the same sort of age. I'm a li- little bit older than you guys, not, not a huge amount, but a little bit older than you guys. And yeah, it seems to be that sort of. I guess, I guess it's like the generation of the YouTube, Instagram yeah. type people. Perhaps that that did line up quite well with with yeah. the other ones. Yeah, because again, a lot of the older people that I interact with now in the hobby, it's 40k, 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 40k. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, like you say, a lot of the people our age are. Lord of the Rings or Age of Sigmar or never done the hobby before and, and Age of Sigmar's all they've ever known and all they've ever done. Yeah. So yeah, no, it like I say it's interesting to see the different sort of eras within the, the hobby. Yeah. Did you guys come back into uh Lord of the Rings or did you come back into Sigmar or... No, yeah. Sigmar, Sigmar. Yeah. I, I um yeah. I was just looking online and I thought I've I've done Lord of the Rings, I've done I've done forty <laughs> K I had a bit of fantasy, but again, that was when I was just getting into the hobby, so it didn't really captivate me as much as Lord of the Rings stuff, yeah. so I just never carried on with it. But then I saw the Age of Sigmar stuff, saw that it was their new flagship game and blah, 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 Yeah. and it was easy to get a start painting box. I actually went to the Warhammer shop in Birmingham, uh, which is probably the closest or, or easiest one for us to get to, and I walked in there and, and they had a I start painting paint paint set for I think it's about yeah. maybe twelve fifteen pounds and I think you get two models or maybe one one model and a couple of paints. And I think yeah. they've still got that actually. I was there the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and I think they're bringing out a new one for tenth edition forty k. I think they are trying to keep keep them going. As I think it comes with like the the tenth the the tenth forty k one. Sorry, is kind of like one of the Inferno Marines and one of the Gaunts mm. or something like that. So yeah, they're, they're still they're still running. Right? I guess it's a really good way to get people. Well, without that, I probably wouldn't have started again, to be honest, because it, it's okay. spending twenty or thirty pound on a box of models that I've then got to buy, you know, clippers for, and and then I've got to get glue. And, yeah. You know, the, the start thing is push fit, so it's easy to build. You don't need any glue. Um, the first time I did it, I used like a really blunt. Um, hobby knife as well to cut the models off the screw <laughs> so I didn't have to buy clippers you know just to see yeah. if I enjoyed it if I wanted to do it again um, yeah. I, you know you don't need to spend all the money but then mm-hmm. once I enjoyed it I thought how can I do this hobby a bit more economically you know I've got the yeah. paints for the Stormcast or most of them I could add a few different ones for you know highlighting and you know glow effects or whatever um, and then I bought the Dominion box, and that's when it just took off for me. Mm. Such a cool yeah. box, set. Mm. yeah. It's a really good. I mean, I've I've never I've not played Sigma when I when I came back and I got into forty k to the group that I was in. But I obviously my background, I always play mm. fantasy, so I look in look on Sigma with a lot of envy. Some of those models so are just cool. just incredible. Yeah. Well, I yeah. recently got the um, the Crondis. For all, yeah, the, the storm dragon, yeah, well, storm, stormcast dragon from the um the magazine subscription magazine, the, mm. the uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I actually I don't subscribe to the magazine, but I actually picked it up off eBay for sixty quid. Obviously, the the model itself, if you bought it from 
Games Workshop was £105, I believe. So yeah. a decent saving for the model. And I, I built it, built it yeah. yesterday, and it's massive. It's massive. It's huge. It's yeah, awesome. Honestly. Really cool. So cool. Yeah. I think that's yeah, one the, thing with Skaven that I, that I feel like I miss out on is the really big models. Like, the biggest model I've got is like the Berman model. He's, he's even yeah. quite wispy. So, yeah, that's something that I would love is like a really chunky rat. Like a big, it's a big <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess they don't really have that many. Yeah. I guess you've got like the catapults yeah. and things like that. They'll help it. But they're not. He's not really that big. I guess for a yeah. rat he is, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Big rat cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're chaos driven, aren't they? Yeah, they, yeah. they sit on the chaos yeah. side, so yeah, chaos has got to take them in some way, make them big, bulky rats yeah. with massive wings. Yeah, could do that. I think yeah. so. Yeah, maybe that's the next thing they're doing. Maybe you've preempted maybe. them, maybe they're listening. <laughs> yeah, <probably laughs> you can hope. Yeah, you can hope. Yeah, so did you come in? Obviously, both took pretty big gaps. Did you? find that the sort of game or hobby had changed massively while you were sort of away from it i mean i never actually gamed before so previously we just painted models so in terms of actual gaming i never actually did it so i, I never noticed the difference mm. i don't know if that was different for you james yeah i mean i think i was a bit more involved than, than possibly ali was when when i was doing it you know i'd go to the my local shop when i was growing up i lived in, in cambridge so that was my local shop and we had little tournaments and games and, you know, I went in and me and my friend that I collected, we, we played a few games in the shop and, and things like that. So it wasn't a massive part of it, but it was, we still, you know, went down and we still did demo games. We still did mini, you know, mini things and sliding around, not too many rules involved. It's more for fun. Yeah. But to be honest, this might, might sound bad, but since coming back to the hobby, it seems like the audience has changed. Like going into a Warhammer shop now, it used to be like a bit of a you, know, you get that sort of stereotype person. Yeah, I was gonna say it <laughs> yeah. felt a bit more nerdy. Yeah, it felt way more nerdy, but now <laughs> it's like a lot more streamlined. Like yeah. yeah, I was at um, uh, an Age of Sigmar tournament recently, and all of the guys were a sort of similar age to me. Go to the gym, play sports, interested in sports. Yeah, they you know drink beer. You know, there's not. <laughs> you know, there's not, not like you know the, the typical long-haired sweaty nerd like that thing doesn't exist anymore and uh, you know and i don't yeah. think it did it before and i just was you know a bit blind you know to it and, and just went along with the narrative but for me i think the audience has, has maybe not changed but it's just grown possibly maybe the right way to, yeah. to say it um but being yeah. loads more like-minded I people I think it's accessibility yeah. as well, isn't it? That they, you know, they, yeah. it's so much more accessible. The quality's gone so so high now compared to what it used to be. So, yeah, I think it's it's got to play a massive part in it, really, hasn't it? Possibly social yeah. media has helped as well in that. And, oh man, you know, people can sit at home and just paint stuff, and and they don't have to play, yeah. and, and yeah. you know, you don't have to be a nerd to to enjoy painting things. It's, that's you know, people do art all over the world and you know painting a model is, uh, isn't really any different to painting a piece of paper or a canvas or whatever yeah you know? i think it's more rewarding yeah, you look at these golden demon winners and you think they that is Crazy. pretty pretty yeah. incredible some of them are just just absolutely yeah, stunning. there was that one this year that won the slayer sword or was it um 
Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll yeah. go is, it a, is it a Luminous yeah. that? Like a, a sort of a higher Yeah, it was, one. yeah. And that was just insane. Like, absolutely ridiculous. He put some pictures on, on his Instagram and he was doing like a lot of the NMM on bits that you can't even see. Like, because he did it, in, mm. but painted it in parts and he was kind of showing you the process as he was doing it. And he was like, well, this bit's not going to get seen, but just in case. And I was like, just in case what? Somebody comes and takes your model apart. Well, and that's the detail, isn't it? And that's that's sort of the level yeah. of what we're competing with now. So I suppose it's got to be done. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Really. But like I say, that, that maybe that push to her towards YouTube, Instagram, things like that. And then you've got people on, on Instagram when you look at like Stephen Box mm. or uh, Fit Hammer or people like that. Ben Mudge who's obviously now sort of, sort of come back in with more Hammer and stuff like that. A little bit more Henry Cavill. You look oh, at them all yeah. and you go, actually, these are... Yeah, these are cool people. Mm-hmm. They're like going to the gym. They're keeping themselves healthy. I wonder whether or not it's, it's pulled more of that side. Yeah. Say, actually, you know what? They're doing it. And they go to the gym. Team Box was a professional bodybuilder. Well, exactly. If, if you looked at him and walked past him in the street, uh, you wouldn't say he's he plays Warhammer. Like you just, you know, you yeah. just wouldn't. But he's, um, you know, watching some of the podcasts he's been on recently. He's like a, a super geek, like like the rest of us. So <laughs> you know, it's it's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. 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 Same for Henry Cavill. Like he's, I think, well, he, well, everyone knows Henry plays, plays Warhammer now. He's, he's very vocal yeah. about it and he, he normalizes it every chance he can get. Yeah. Which is brilliant. It's in a really good way as yeah. well. Cause the, yeah, I feel like when you see him on like Graham Norton and shows like that, it's almost like they kind of mock yeah. him and he's kind of like, yeah. well, no, this is just a normal part of life. Yeah. So it's a really, yeah. it's a really good way of normalizing it. And I think that's, pro- that's probably what's helped. And that's sort of what I was maybe trying to say mm-hmm. earlier is, it's maybe becoming a bit more normal, yeah. a bit more acceptable. What you know, if why shouldn't it have been anyway? But you know, it's sort of people are maybe doing it that might not have thought they could have or wouldn't want to before because of you know the circles they moved in or people that they hung mm-hmm. around with or you know for whatever reason. But like I say, it's I, I think personally for me the main thing is the the audience has changed or seems different or evolved or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Now I think I think I know this answer based off what, what you've already said already. But um, what are your favourite arms and what, why? Go on. Shall I go first, or do you want to? Go uh, first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so for, for I'll, I'll, I'll give you a couple. So for Age of Sigma, it's obviously the Stormcast, the first ones I picked up back and you know got into it. So yeah, I've probably got the most models and the most points for, for Sigma or for, for Stormcast. Sorry. So I'd say they're probably the, my favourite. In terms of 40k, I've got a little Necron army. Okay. So, uh, and again, the reason for collecting that is it's a bit of a polar opposite to Stormcast. Stormcast yeah. are almost like the Space Marines and the, you know, the, the superheroes of, of Age of Sigma. Yeah. And I, wanted, I said to Ali, I felt like I wanted a bit more of a, a horde army and a bit more of an army that's, you know, on the roll of a dice, you can have a full squad potentially come mm-hmm. back and win you the game, yeah. you know, or, or it might lose you the game. So it's a bit more exciting and a bit more you know, a bit different in, in that sense. And then obviously Lord of the Rings was, was the, um, the Urukai and, and sort of the evil. I, I was really a big fan of the Urukai scout models back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was really like the way they looked, you know, they didn't have low, you know, covered in armor, the big spears, they, they were sort of swords and shields and very dynamic poses for the time, at least anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then fantasy. So again, bit of a to, to scratch an itch for yourself. And um, I collected high elves 
Um, oh, okay. So I've got some of them still actually in, in the garage. Dug them out for my mum and dad's uh, nice. loft. Found Tyrion in there on, on his horse. So that's a pretty cool model. So I was thinking yeah. about possibly painting that up again. But yeah, so a bit of a bit of an overview there. It's <laughs> a nice, it's a nice mix. Yeah, I mean, high elves, fantasy coming back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a solid mix. Yeah, mine is definitely not as extensive as that. <laughs> um, I've not, it's just I've not really been exposed to much of like all of the different. Like, I never um, had any fantasy, but I mean, w- when I had the Lord of the Rings stuff, I mean, my favorite model. Because I wouldn't really say army from that, but my, my favorite model, I love the the giant elephant. Oh yeah, so cool! All the yeah. power one of those two was just really cool. And the, and I just remember the paint job my mum did on the Balrog looked awesome. Nice. So that one was definitely cool. But um, of more recent, I mean, I got, obviously I got the Echoes of Dune's box. I I just didn't. I started off by painting the Sylvaneth actually. And, they just, I don't know what it was about painting the silver knife, but I just did not enjoy it. I dropped it really fast and started painting the Skaven, and then I uh, just fell in love with Skaven. So I would say Skaven for AOS, but with when it comes to uh, 40k, I would say it's got to be the Orcs. I just think they're just a bit of fun. They just look yeah. really cool, and they're still a bit, they're still a bit fancy esque because that's more my style, yeah. Um, rather than like I don't know the. I don't know, the, the space wolves, space wolves, that's space it. Wolves, yeah. yeah, yeah, something like that. So, although they are really cool, they're probably my second favorite. But yeah, so I'd probably say the orcs for that. But yeah, Skaven is just my my bread and butter. I just think they're really cool. I they love are. the idea of having like a bunch of little rats. And yeah, I just like seeing them like massive hordes. And I'm, I've 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 just bought myself some of the the machines because I didn't have them before. I, I've been sort of testing a lot of different like variations of my army uh trying to find the, the right configuration um just because i seem to just get smashed every time i play games <laughs> um against the stormcast they just it's they, just stormcast yeah really. yeah, yeah they just always. melt yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so i've just got the doom wheel and the warp lightning cannon the warp lightning cannon oh, yeah. yeah i'm excited i'm, excited. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I mean, it's going to kill itself after a turn or two. Well, this is yeah. it. So I've got um, a warlock engineer, so he'll 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 uh, warp, warp it up, and then yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be gone. But it'll be great fun. So yeah, I'd say Skaven. I just think they're really cool. I just think they're a bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah. When I first started getting back into back into Warhammer, I picked up the uh, which box was it? It was it was still fantasy. So it was still fantasy when I was sort of dabbling back into Warhammer and that was Skaven in there and it had the big, um, oh, they're like rat ogrins or whatever they're called. They're like the big, okay. the, the big, big rat ogres. Yeah. yeah, the big rat ogres. Yeah. Really I picked up those yeah. and yeah, I, I think I've still got them somewhere. I think I used them I've for D&D for think. a little while. They're, they're really okay. cool, big, yeah. beefy models. And then, yeah, you've got all like your little, little, little tiny guys. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think Skaven are cool. Yeah, they are cool. Honestly, I really love them, and I love how every sprue, if they've got spare space, they will just put shit tons of little rats yeah. around the edges. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's great. So I can just litter my bases with these tiny little rats. That's what it should be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Haven't they got the endless spell that's just rats? Yeah, the Vermintide. Yeah. Um, I've I've ordered it. I've ordered it from Element Games, and they keep delaying it. Because everyone, I think it was on. Uh... I think Mini Wargaming were running Skaven on their new narrative. 
I think Scory like took it. Or Scory's guest. Yeah, I think Scory took it. And, and once, so I think one of the guests took it, and then Scory took it. And it just ran right in both games. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like uh, you move it's eight inches each turn, and anything within three inches at the end of the movement phase takes D3 mortal wounds or something like that. It was great fun. It's so strong. It just, <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's, yeah, just forever. Just keeps going. I like the the lightning vortex. Yeah. What's the other one? There's a, there is another one, isn't there? I, I have no idea. Like I say, Aos is my thing. I've just seen those played, and I was like, yeah, they're really yeah, cool. Yeah, they are. I'm waiting for them. The second I get them, I'll be using them. They're in my new army. Nice. Yeah. No, yeah. Honestly, I'll have a quick look, see what the one is. It's going to bug me now. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You sent it to me the other day. It's the, <laughs> it's the Bell of Doom. But I can't, uh, it, oh, yeah. Okay. Any, any, that's it, Bell of Doom. So anything within 13 inches or something doesn't take battle shocks so oh, that's brilliant that's, yeah, yeah really useful yeah. yeah absolutely so and it means i don't have to take my play priest on play furnace which is i take that for the for that that anything yeah. within 13 inches doesn't take battle shocks but now i can take that there uh screaming bell nice way less points as well that way uh i think it's actually more points the screaming bell Oh, but I guess you've got that. Yeah. It's, it's a big. That's a big bubble of. of but it is. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's uh, a bit wow. chunky. Yeah, I think it's because if 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 you crack the bell, you get a vermin lord, which is like up to four hundred points. So uh, okay, that's why it's more points, which I'm yet to do. <laughs> that's going to be really fun. Yeah, I'm sure James will love that when it happens. Sort of <laughs> yeah, yeah, Absolutely. nice. I mean, yeah. some. We kind of talked about it earlier, but for me, it's really strange chatting with, with people who sort of main main focus is Age of Sigma. I generally play like I, I play 40k. I mainly talk to 40k players. Oh. Um, I used to kind of see yourself a lot of the a lot of stuff you see on Instagram and a lot of people you sort of see around are like big big 40k. See, I don't know whether it just seems to be better on Instagram, but kind of what what drove you that way over over going 40k as the sort of the restart? James, I'll go with you first. I'll, I'll direct it this time. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so um. I think for for me, it was a bit more that this whole shooting side of of forty k just didn't really appeal. Like you can move a bit and then shoot, and then yeah, sort of that's it. Whereas in Age of Sigma, you can move, you can shoot, you've got spells, you've got then the combat phase. So so there's like a a, a bit more of a range of things that you can do or can happen. So I just felt like you could possibly tailor armies in different ways if you wanted to have a heavy shooting army you could do that if you wanted mm. to have a really strong combat army you could do that if you wanted to have a, a really quick army with chariots and horses and whatever you can do that i just felt it was a bit more versatile and, and i heard all them sort of horror stories of you play against tau and in turn mm. one you're dead yeah. and it's like why do i want to drive an hour to a tournament or to play someone to yeah. just lose within 20 minutes and I don't even get a chance to have a go and then I pack up and drive home like it just doesn't yeah. just doesn't appeal whereas Age of Sigmar I don't think I've played a single game that I personally haven't been involved in where it's finished with it you know, sort of before at least three or four rounds Yeah, but there's always back and forth there's always a chance for the other person and even even in one of the games recently that that was actually happening next to me. 
the guy was losing the whole way through and then he managed to get a double turn and he ended up winning and it could just flip yeah. switch so quickly like that whereas in 40k you know like i say if you're against tower and you get you go second <laughs> you know you, you might be lucky to have a a first or even a second turn you know so it was just that appeal and that like i said that sort of fantasy lore and that fantasy aspect yeah. it just appeals more to me than space i'd rather watch lord of the rings and star wars <laughs> you know so yeah yeah. What about you, Ali? Was it just just James getting into it, or was it something else? Yeah, I mean, James. Obviously, he got that Dominion box set, and then I was using the Auric War Clans to battle him against against his his Stormcast. But it actually wasn't that. I mean, I'm massively into my fantasy fiction, and yeah, and not just reading mainly experiences, mainly movies. But yeah, I get it from my mum. She's a she used to be a massive D and D fan when she was my age. Yeah, and and yeah, we just love. All things fantasy, really. Um, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and just all of their game planes and everything, just like that. Yeah, the medieval sort of fantasy and stuff like that. It's just, just it's great. Yeah, it just appeals to me way more than the futuristic stuff. I, I mean, I love, I love like Star Wars and I love um, Star Trek and stuff like that. Like, it's a really great watch. It's just, I don't know. If I if I could choose like to travel to any world, it'd be some. Be some medieval fantasy land with magic and wizards yeah. and goblins and stuff like that. It just, it just appears to me. I don't know what it is. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it is it is completely driven by that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I definitely had that. Like to say, if it wasn't kind of for the, for the guys getting into forty k, I probably would have done the same. Most of my reading listing now is yeah, it's, it's fantasy based, but like yeah, it's um. Similar to you guys, like Star Wars, stuff like that. But yeah, mm. like if you were to go through my bookshelf, it's mainly about dragons or magic. Yeah. It's not really it's a 40 funny, thing. Yeah. It sounds like you need to buy some Stormcast. <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I'd, I think I'd go down the elves route, and I'm not sure which, oh, yeah. which really, because I love the either the Lumineth or the Ideneth. I think they're both really, yeah. really cool. I love like the big turtle for the Ideneth. I think that's yeah. one of the nicest models that TW do. I've got the idea of the yeah, somewhere, somewhere around here. <laughs> I got the Fury of the Deep Box. I'm actually trying to get rid of it. So. I'm not sure my my wife would be interested in getting another army in a different game, but yeah, yeah, uh, that it's. I think it'd be one of those two. I love the the Lumineth. I think uh, is Techless. I think that model is just incredible. Yeah, just just insane, and the fact they can just honest. do magic anywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really cool. I think as um as a Stormcast player, I could actually ally him in as well. Um, so he could be scary good. Yeah, um, they are really cool. Yeah, but I got you just choose how many spells you do with them, don't you? They just kind of if you choose a low enough amount, it's just like yeah, they automatically go off, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, I think anywhere so. on the board. Yeah, I think he he's obviously got that. There's some other ones, some other um. Guys as well. One one of the lads that I I play with and speak to quite a lot. He's um, he just started collecting uh, bone reapers. Yeah, the assault bone yeah, reapers look cool. really cool. Yeah, They're the ones with the giant bone dragons and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's got um, so cool. Oh, what's the what's the guy called now? It's like a nine hundred point model, massive uh, chaos. Chaos God or whatever it was, I can't remember his name. Oh God! Um, but yeah, he, break my brain. Yeah, he, yeah, he said that he can cast like nine different spells. So yeah. basically every spell that that army can do, 
and all of the generic ones you can just do in one turn. And generally, when I play, I take one wizard that can <laughs> one spell and, and unbind one spell. So I'm like, well, if you play that, it's, it's game over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that they start with like a ridiculous amount of command points as well. They start with like eight or nine command points just because they have models on the board or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, there's some weird mm. way they can generate them. And, and he's got some like healing abilities as well with some of his models and bring them back and can. Yeah, they sound really cool. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. I feel like they came out. They came out not that long ago, didn't they? They they are an Age of Sigma. I don't think they were ever. Were they ever fantasy? I think there was a there was a was it like the tomb tomb lords? They had the tomb, tomb kings. Yeah, tomb kings. Tomb kings, tomb kings. Yeah, I think it was the tomb kings. I think it's a similar similar concept, but yeah, I think the the, the models are new for um, Age of Sigma. And that model that I was thinking of is called Nagash. Oh, it's Nagash, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's... yeah, yeah he's the skeleton lord or something. Yeah, he's the is he the god like the god of death basically, isn't it? Because he yeah. like own like runs all of that. Because he's yeah. the one that's gets gets really pissed off at Sigmar because Sigmar keeps reforging the souls rather <laughs> than the souls going to Nagash. Yeah. Yeah. But like I say, all he said is like nine hundred points, and obviously generally it's a two thousand point army, so yeah, to have him on the board. Yeah, although we can do a lot, it's like quite a big chunk. So. Yeah, I think Fletcher's painted one of those with from Tabletop Tactics and Katie Venom the other day. Mm. And yeah, it looks ridiculous. Yeah. Like typical Fletcher style, it, it's <laughs> insane. But yeah, it, that looks, it's a really oh, awesome man. model. Yeah. It's a yeah, big, beefy cool. model. I've never seen him before. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I, I find it really strange that he's in the game when you kind of look at the, the sort of leaders of the other factions that just, just aren't. You know, oh, yeah, we'll just put Nagash in the sort of god of death. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Sigmar? Where, where? Yeah, and people were saying that, like, obviously, Teclis is in there and he was like a, a god, wasn't he, or something? Yeah. Um, and they were saying, like, why is there some in for some factions and not others? And, you know, you've got Sigmar and you know, bring him in and make him just the best ever. <laughs> it's like the, there's one of the Skaven gods as well, one of the, one of the Vermin lords. Or no, yeah. hang on a minute, no, it's not. They're like the, they're like his minions. All of them uh, are okay. like the Skaven, yeah. the Skaven gods. Minions. Yeah, it's not quite, they're like meant to be his like, on a, like, embodiment. Okay. So I guess they're like the great, the greater demons of the, the god of the Skaven. The Skaven yeah. 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 I guess that's probably the weird thing, definitely going over to 40k, is the fact that they've never really brought in any of those big baddies. It's not like the Emperor's not in it, none of the Chaos Gods are in it, there's not like a Nid Queen or whatever, the Hive Queen or whatever it's called from the Tyranny. Yeah. It feels like they're kind of leaving us out, but now they're going to Primarchs and it's getting there a little bit more. Hmm. Can you so. use those Primarchs in general 40k games? Because I've seen people sort of Some paint. of them you can, yeah. So uh, Chaos have got three... Magnus, Mortarion, and uh, Angron—they're—they're they're all playable in 40k. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the best models I've got: Mortarion and Magnus. They're incredible models. And then from a, a good guy, Imperium side is Gilliman and the Lion, which I'm really pleased. Like some of the Dark Angels play. Yeah, the Lion—that's a really cool model. Isn't yeah, it? I'm still waiting to get mine. Still waiting. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's an incredible model, and yeah. he's. He like he's one of the better models in the game for in forty k as well. His rules are pretty pretty crazy. Mm. He like deep strikes and you can't you can't hit him outside the twelve inches. He's um he's always got to fight first and he just does a ungodly amount of attacks. And <laughs> he can 
he's got an ability where he can like choose three and one of them is he has like a bubble of I feel no pain of four up to mortal wounds and mortal wounds now in 40k and 10th edition seems to be a lot more prominent so it's just like yeah we've just yeah. got this bubble of feel no pain to mortal wounds good luck yeah do your best yeah and it being a four up I played um played a Necron player the other day actually and he took crypto thralls in his warriors, and they're horrible. They've got a three up save, yeah. and then a four up feel no pain. And you're just like trying to get through two wounds, trying to get through them, and then he was just bringing them back every turn. I was yeah. just like, oh my god, please. <laughs> that reminds me of playing James Stormcast. <laughs> honestly, yeah, I can yeah. only bring back one squad once per game, so it's not yeah. that bad. No, but he returns models for units like there's no tomorrow and. And his models matter. Like my little, <laughs> I return D three, D three clan rats, and then he's returning like dragons. Well, yeah, uh, that's it. Not quite yeah, if Indrast is on the board, she can yeah, well, that's model it. back of three and rooms she's or got, less. Has she got a four up ward save as well? Four up ward save. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I hate to actually. She's a monster hunter as well, which means any of my monsters, which is my Helpit and my uh, Vankul on Bone Ripple, whatever his name is, he. Yeah. Um, it, like she she makes it as their stats are based on like the damage table so basically uh, yeah. it'll make it so that it's as if they've taken 10 wounds if they're within oh, three wow. inches of her yeah so that's yeah, three inches so it's not 10 inches it, yeah it's not yeah it's close, you're there, close but if yeah. she get if she you know if she attacks me on mm. bollocks so. yeah, yeah that's it but then she's like a really good support unit as well because anyone within wholly within 12 that's a model's been killed out of that squad. She can just bring one back, don't have to roll for it or anything, and Ooh. just two wounds back to each squad or annihilators, nice. which are really good models for Stormcast. Just brings one of them back and they may do impact damage, mortal yeah. wounds, like they're just. Ali, why are you still playing James? Is the question. I know. <laughs> yeah, honestly, every time I do it, I wonder why. I, I get absolutely bashed and I'm like, no, saying that, last time we played, I won. Yeah, I won one, yeah. I won one. Nice. Maybe more that. cannons, just doing like 12 more wounds here, there, and yeah. everywhere. It's going yeah. yeah, to be easy. Dragons yeah, like, toast. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just got a little bit lucky on that one, to be honest. I think it was it was your deployment that I think did it. Like, I managed to put, I, I finally got my gnaw holes because I've been playing Skaven for like eight months without gnaw holes. <laughs> um, yeah. And I finally got them. And I think it was where I put them that stopped James passing through to an objective. And I sort of squished him in the corner with his chariot, and that sort of saved me a little bit from yeah. a lot of pain. So, yeah, yeah it's, all, it's a little bit of luck, really. Perfectly nice. placed terrain, do you mean? <laughs> exactly, that's what I meant to say. Strategic <laughs> planning. Yeah. yeah, you've just got the tools now available to you to, to really yeah. bring your great ideas into, into real life. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll... I'll not talk about Warhammer as a as a game anymore, as much as we could probably carry on top of night forever. Yeah. Um, and definitely the subject I want to get onto is the battle box. So mm-hmm. obviously let's talk about it. So for the listeners who haven't heard of Battle Box, can you guys just explain what it is and, and um what, what you're doing with it, basically? Uh yeah, I'll, I'll go yeah. So the the battle box essentially is a monthly wargaming subscription box. So the reason why we sort of said wargaming instead of modelling or painting or you know, playing, is because we wanted to try and cover as many aspects of the hobby as we possibly could. And I think in that first box that, that we've sort of sent and people have received, we tried to sort of display that. So we had some, some wound dials in there. We had some 
dice trays, we had some paints and brushes. You know, we had a bit of some, some um, tufts as well for basin. So there was like enough to cover all aspects of the hobby for someone if they do it all or if someone's mainly painting there was a good range in there for them or mainly playing again there was dice and dice trays and whatnot so we could you could use that that way but i think the, the sort of route that we want to take it is we want to cover as many aspects of the hobby as we can and we don't want it to be a normal subscription box where you might be getting end of line or out of out mm. of season products that are pointless or you know and not useful we want it mm. to be things that people will use will want or will you know maybe try you know color shift paints i always wanted to try them but yeah, i nice. never thought about what to do and where you know any way you can get them but to order one is from green stuff world or whatever that are in spain that take weeks to get like that's just the reason why i haven't done it so hopefully we can add some aspects like that into the boxes for people and, and they'll be able to try new things. Um, and then one of the aspects that we've sort of spoken about as well is possibly adding a bit of an online shop to the website. And any of the products that we're selling or are in the boxes at the time, we could give you know, better discounts or, mm. or, you know, if someone tries a, a paint range like the Tooth & Coat stuff and they like it, they can get it on our website for that month, but at possibly a, a, a greater reduced price than anywhere else it's a good way to go yeah so yeah we're just sort of trying to give people more options and more uh things that they can try and do and use because again me and ali both reasonably new back into the hobby and it's you know what paintbrush do i use well mm. you know, ali uses this one you use that one and i use this one so for us to tell someone new which one's best it's a bit of a minefield but if they can get a box and try one for themselves and they like it, then brilliant. Yeah, you can buy another one off the website or you can you can go directly to you know, Element Games and, and choose a different one and try that. Whatever it might be. We're sort of there to try and give people options. Yeah, I think it's it's about exposure, isn't it? Trying to just expose people to different different things, different types of products that they might not have have come across or, or mm. thought about using before different different types of paints and, and like you said just pretty much anything mm. yeah i mean it's 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 a case of like we want to gather up a community as well we want it to be very community driven lots of feedback mm. um like we try with our instagram mm. um but we also have a discord as well so we, yeah we want it to be really community driven we want people to tell us what they like what they dislike because mm. ultimately we can you know we're flexible we want to we want to make the boxes sort of themed each month so if people you know the majority are saying they'd love to see this type of box you could absolutely line that up so yeah it's really just all about the people the community and it's not just for like the new new people as well mm. for vets as well who might yeah. you know be stuck in their ways only using one thing for the last 10 years or whatever and then and then they buy our box and we put a little bit of something in that they might not have thought of and and then that's that. So yeah, I think I mean especially I don't know if you've seen much on our Instagram over the last like week from when everyone's got their orders, but the yeah, the response has been pretty pretty mm. great. Yeah, it really has, it's yeah. Really positive. Mm. I think people have really trusted it. So mm. yeah, I think just more of that. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I love the the sort of that drive towards doing something different and I think it's kind of one of the key things that's 
that I've got some from some of the probably some of the better people I've spent a chat with like Spencer Paints and Fletcher and people like that. These people who are like sort of really, really top class people in, in their area the, the sort of the hobby. And a lot of the advice they sort of give is, yeah, try something different. We they they'll see something and they'll try it, they'll they'll give it a go and actually make it completely change how they do stuff. Like Spencer was saying the way that he does Grimdark completely changed because he basically saw someone use a slightly different technique or a slightly different product. He went away and used it and he said, well, 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 I'll take that new product and I've got this technique and put it together. And that's kind of how he came with his own unique spin. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that like that box and the way that you guys are going to do it is, is I think it's going to help people do that. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, again, possibly a bit of a, a bit of a spoiler, but we're, we're working on something with Spencer at the minute. And one of the products that he has sort of recommended or suggested or, or the brand at least it's not one that i have ever heard of and, and sort of looking on their website it looks like it's more for sort of air fix and modeling yeah and, and and that's kind of thing and someone like me brand new into the hobby would never even think to use that or think it would be transferable but he's you know painting and entering Golden Demon, so it's yeah. got to be worth something, right? You know, so <laughs> if, if people like him are using it, then you know it's like, well, let's let's show everyone how good it is, and then everyone can use it. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I think the other good thing for me is, is, is um, I'd like the paintbrushes for me is a great idea. Paintbrushes has always been something for me that they came in a starter set like, like you've got James or they've come in like the magazines or stuff like that and they're, t- they're typical sort of Citadel they're okay paintbrushes stuff like that yeah. and it's only probably been a bit recently as I've been trying to like push my painting a little bit and then try and get a better I'm like actually I want to kind of try some some new good brushes and as soon as you said it was kind of like I'd never really tried anything I was like I don't I don't really know what I want to get I don't know whether or not I want to spend big money on a, a paintbrush set because yeah it kind of is what it is. So yeah, getting one of those brushes, you're like, yeah, I can give this a try. And actually, like you're saying, then just go and get if you really love it, go and get the set. And I think it will make, I think it will help people sort of improve their hobby and maybe enjoy it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think on, on that brush front as well. Like for, for me, I'm similar to yourself. I, I've never really spent a lot of money on brushes. Uh, I, I got a cheap set from Hobbycraft when I first started yeah. again, and you know had about sort of four or five different sizes. And, and that was it. it cost me like three quid and yeah. then using a uh i say a proper brush but like a polinsky brush a rosemary and co brush it's absolutely worlds apart of how it yeah. performs and it's like 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 yourself looking at brush sets and do i want to spend 70 quid on five yeah. brushes oh, i don't yeah. know probably not so i'm going to give it a miss but then if someone gets a box and they've got a brush in there from you know Rosemary and Co. or Artis Opus or one of the other whoever whoever else sells brushes and they think actually I quite like that that feels nice I'll try another one and they get another one and they like that and oh you know what let's I'll just get a set yeah and that's sort of that's what we're trying to it's not just for us and it's not just for for consumers it's for brands as well we want to help brands get a name out and and build that brand awareness like the the tufts that we've used. Um, Rival Crafts, I've, I just discovered them. Someone posted about them. Uh, uh, I don't think they've got a massive following on Instagram, a couple of thousand followers. But the feedback we've had on their their mm. product, the Dem Tufts, has been absolutely incredible. You know, that's and, one of them. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's uh, sort of a little small family-run business, making them, I don't know if they make them in the house or if they've got a, you know, a location where they do it. But 
to get the exposure for them. Hopefully, it's you know, they see the benefit and they can you know, get more customers and more business as well. Yeah. You know, you don't have to buy directly from us. Go, go, go and speak to those guys and, and buy off mm. them as well. So when Ali says a community thing, it's 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 for everyone. It's, it's mm. for oh, consumers, man. for suppliers, for you know, for us, for for, for everyone. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the stuff you kind of been putting in, in the definitely in the first box and, and stuff like that is, it feels like it's those additional things that are part of the hobby. It's not like the, obviously you've got some paints in there, but it's not like Citadel paints and um, here's a set of five paintbrushes. Uh, it, it feels like there's stuff that people maybe take as like secondary thoughts, like tufts and stuff like that. It, it's always a kind of a, you find a nice tuft that you might want as part of a base and you kind of do it. Whereas you guys are just kind of, like you say, bringing that exposure out. What kind of drives you to decide what goes into the into the box? I think a lot of it's been community driven. I think you know we've sort of drawn up what we want in the next few boxes and things mm. like that, and what we would probably like to see in a box if we were the customer. Um, but I think we did a lot of like market research at the beginning in terms of just chatting to people in the community, mm. um, whether that's friends or people locally in the club or maybe people at an expo or something like that. But also just online as well, speaking to people on on Discord and and. Pretty much since the day we made that Instagram and, and started advertising it on our, on our personal Instagrams for Warhammer, like people, people have just been asking loads of questions and we just had, yeah, I mean, a load of feedback on, on, you know, previous loot boxes that have been about and yeah. what people did like or didn't like. Mm-hmm. And then funnily, it's mainly what people didn't like. So we've just sort of avoided the norm. Mm, yeah. And yeah, I mean, we just sort of, we try to find some things that are really fun and different and stuff that people might not have tried. We went to the UK Games Expo and, and talked to a lot of brands and not, I mean, we talked to all the major ones, but we also talked to a, little, a lot of little ones. Um, and, and there's definitely some companies that do some, some different stuff that we're, we're talking about putting in the next few months boxes. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just that it's, it's, we spoke to people. We got a bit of engagement and a bit of feedback from the community and, and brands, and they told us what their customers liked, and it was a bit of that, really. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that about that sort of differentiating it, and, and sort of, I think it was almost a bit of a perfect cocktail of us being quite new to the hobby yeah. and us seeing all of the options mm. and thinking, well, how am I ever going to try that? Because I've got to buy <laughs> all these paint, I've got to pay for delivery from yeah. Europe. You know, so I'm probably never going to bother. So for us, it's like, well, we can do something that brings these different aspects to people, and it's helpful. And, and obviously, we can, you know, as a business, we can make a bit of money as well. Yeah. And 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 sort of go from there. But like Ali said, with things being different, we've talked about obviously the, the what we've got Spencer coming up a bit of a, a bit of a collab with him and a, a bit of a sort of tutorial um, on how he does some stuff. Uh, but we've spoken about having specific brand-only boxes. So certain brands have said that they're mm. interested in doing, we called it sort of, in quotes, a, a sponsored box. <laughs> yeah. I guess it wouldn't be, it'd be sort of a dedicated box to, to that specific brand. So it would be only their products and only their stuff. And, you know, again, give people the chance to try it that might not, mm. yeah. they go down to their local game shop and they might not have 
colour forge sprays. You know, they've only got a games workshop in their town, so they can only buy Citadel sprays. Yeah. So they don't know how good colour forge is or how much more value you get, you know, it's a bigger tub for Big less money. Time, so, you know, it's it's all that all those different aspects of how can we bring things to people that they might not know, but again, a, a reasonable price at yeah. a reasonable value. You know, we, we ultimately, like I said earlier, we don't want people to feel like they've bought it and just got a load of rubbish. We want yeah, people yeah. to feel like they've bought it and it's actually it's given them value, you know, they've got their value mm. for money. They've also mm. got something worthwhile. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, where did the idea originally come from? Was James. <laughs> James sort of, he practically, it was like a bit of play at the beginning, really. Mm. Um, I can't really remember how you pitched it originally, James. No, I think. It wasn't what it is today, but it was, it was essentially some sort of subscription box around the hobby. I mean, again, on, on that front, we, we've talked about loads of ideas before you know we've, we've done oh, yeah. loads time. of businesses before some businesses you know, like ideas run running them seeing how they're gone yeah but this one sort of us talking about it it was weird to say but like it, we, we sort of instantly had that feeling of actually this yeah this is quite different there's not much out there um that, that's similar uh, or if anything that's similar and then a couple of people like Ali said at the local club or friends that we'd spoken to said actually that's quite a good idea mm. and it, it sort of just like snowballed from there again I, I can't imagine it was sort of discussed exactly what it is today but mm-hmm. you know we, we sort of got to where we are based off again talking to people that discussion what did you like about that one or what didn't you like about that one or I mean I've got friends that have got um, subscription boxes for golf and you know golf golf yeah. equipment and they always said or, or a lot of them stopped doing it because they said oh it's just the same old end of line pointless rubbish stuff and that's when sort of sparked our thing to say well we don't want it to be end of line then how can we keep it interesting and exciting and 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 sort of give people that that value yeah i mean your first box had uh duncan's two thin coats you didn't it which is that's certainly not end of line given it's a brand new (laughs) paint range that's really just come out yeah 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 Yeah, i mean i think that Sorry, go on. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say that was like the one one of the main aspects of the box that got the the best reaction from the community. Really, that I mean, it was where we were able to provide the most value in the box. Yeah, it being five paints, but also they like they're great. It's great stuff, and and like you say, it's new and people people are excited to try it. So yeah. people want to try it. So it yeah, a bit of a no brainer for us to to do it, and you know the guys. Um, two thin coats and, and transatlantis games they were absolutely awesome to deal with as well so mm-hmm. yeah big shout out to those guys for, mm. for sort of getting on board as well yeah Definitely. how have you found getting all this stuff for the for the box because obviously there is some say there is some pretty big stuff in there if you, did was it just a case of approaching like uk games expo or was it, <sighs> is it a lot harder than that it's been a bit of a it mix de- really hasn't it yeah it depends like some brands are really strict let's say on their rulings and and who they will deal with and why and how that might how might that reflect on them and things like that so some of them are definitely a lot more different than others but some of them are just so excited to work with new people new businesses i mean um some of the suppliers were just giving it away for free practically like they gave us the a lot of the products for the sample boxes for free 
Oh, nice. That we sent out to some of the influencers. Yeah. Um, just because they just want to get involved. You know, it's practically free advertisement for them, yeah. ultimately. So, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. Like, some of them just are very much eager to work with small and new businesses and get their name out as well. Cause yeah. it's a bit of a two way street, really. That, yeah. I think that's the, the beauty of a, of sort of a loot box, a subscription box is that, you know, it's almost like an advertising platform for these businesses as well as like, you're, you might be in our box and, you know, we're benefiting from, from you, but they're benefiting from us too. Yeah. So it depends. I think it's more like the size of the businesses. The bigger they are, I mean, like Princess Games Workshop is just about impossible to work with. Yeah. You, know, you need a brick and mortar location and, and all sorts. So, mm. but then other brands, they don't mind if you're just online working from your house and, yeah. and they will absolutely yeah. help. So how many products yes, you need, what colours do you want, we'll send you an invoice and we'll get it shipped to you tomorrow. So, you yes, know, it was yeah. literally that, that easy with, with a lot of the brands and uh, maybe giving away some secrets there. Um, <laughs> but, but literally, like like I said, some of them were, were a bit more closed off to it, uh, being a, a new idea and a new business. Yeah. Um, and some were, were really open. So it was you know, a real mix back. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it must be great promotion. Like you say, the, the promotion side of it. I mean, like the, oh. the Tufts is probably one of the best examples of it. You're only going to get so many Tufts in a box. And once you've yeah, kind of done a basing again. scheme, you're kind of like, well, that's my basing scheme, so I need more of those. So mm-hmm. where can I get more of those? And yeah, you're just yeah. going to go and buy an army's 2,000 points worth of, of Tufts thing from them, basically. Well, we, we had that with the paints, didn't we? And that's what, what sparked yeah. our idea to do the online shop mm. um, alongside yeah. the boxes. You know, someone said, oh, um, before you buy. Yeah, someone said, oh, I'd, yeah. love, I'd love to, I missed out on this month's box, but I'd love to, to try the, the Duncan Rose paint, you know, it's a real shame and blah, blah, blah. And we said, well, is it, like, if someone tried them and really liked them, would they then buy them from us as well, right? Yeah. And, and it was sort of, again, cogs are turning and, you know, the, the, the business is changing landscape already after sort of month one. Um, <laughs> yeah, barely even started already. The exactly. business is expanding and yeah. Yeah, so it's, and I think that's the beauty of it. We, we've talked about so many different things with possibly opening up locations ourselves to, to get access to you know, the games workshop stuff or you know, whatever it might be. But, but again, that's, that's the beauty of it. These guys yeah. are, are open to work with us. We're, we're open with customers about what they're getting and hopefully we can again going back to that value we can give people stuff that's sort of worthwhile and, and they want and, and they will use and have mm-hmm. yeah yeah well, you've already given me one spoiler working with, with spencer but have you got any other spoilers about any future boxes that you're willing to reveal we can talk possibly about the um the month four so we've, we've spoken with a supplier who has said possibly yes to doing the first sponsored box Okay. Um, and uh, again, I won't say the name, but we have mentioned the name on the podcast tonight already. So the okay. listeners can do a bit of investigating. Digging, digging through, going back and yeah. through. Uh, yeah. And yeah. if they, they think they know it, they can send us a message and, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll have a, we'll have, might have a little surprise for them or something. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work something out. Um, but, but yeah, so I think one, a possible spoiler, like I say, with, with the Spencer stuff, we're working on something with him bit of a tutorial thing possibly yeah, yeah. the sponsored yeah. box is coming up and again we're just looking to do a couple more themed boxes and mm-hmm. we're open to suggestions you know if, if people want stuff from certain brands if people mm-hmm. want particular themes like obviously this next month we're doing a basin box if people want weathering effects or if people want 
all minis in one month or all you know whatever it might be we're open mm-hmm. to it and, and we're, we're sort of keen to get ideas really it's really cool yeah it's a really really good way of doing it yeah okay I'll, I'll kind of leave it there i think there's, there's so much cool information there and loads of sort of good stuff going on um i mean you've got anything sort of last bits that you want to add in about it or the future of it or anything like that I mean, the future is, is very bright. I mean, we're sort of, it's ever expanding. Um, we have so many ideas and it's, it's just finding the time. So I think, yeah, it's just the case of over time, it's going to rapidly develop. Um, and it's just the case of we can only, you know, we're, we're juggling, like fulfilling these orders alongside expanding, like the service and products and everything that we offer. So it's kind of like give it time and you'll see a lot of change and a lot of different things going on. Um, so just watch our space, I guess. Yeah, watch our space. Follow us. Keep an eye out on the website and the Instagram. Yeah, and the Discord. And just I think just, just off the back of what I, I just said there as well is, we want people to speak to us. You know, we want people to be open with us. We want people's feedback. We want people's mm-hmm. ideas of of what they possibly want in the boxes. So, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to us on Instagram. Don't be afraid to send us a, a contact form, email, or message because. We, we monitor it, we, we look at it, we're, we're interested, we're keen, we're active in the hobby ourselves, we're, you know, we, we sort of look at it from, if I was to receive that, what would I want? So, you know, we want to know what hobbyists want, we want to know what hobbyists mm-hmm. don't want. You know, if yeah. every single man and his dog's got a pair of clippers, we'll know <laughs> they never include a pair of clippers in the box, because it's pointless. Yeah. So, yeah, just... just yeah, be as open with us as, as we sort of can be with you guys and, and you know, like Ali says, we'll watch it watch it grow hopefully in that direction. Well I'll echo again that I'm not sponsored by this, but I think it's a great idea. I think I'm <laughs> I'm really looking forward to sort of seeing the direction it goes. I think it's it feels like there's there's a definite gap in the hobby and it it's it's a you guys are filling in a really, really positive and, and good way. So it's it's a it's a cracking cracking product. I hopefully it keeps going better and getting more and more from it and yeah thank you very much okay i'll move on to my sort of last main topic which is normally the short one but uh, obviously you guys kind of haven't you've only been back in warhammer fairly recently so in theory you have a lot of other hobbies have you got any particular sort of interests or hobbies that you do to to get away from battle box and the rest of life and and warhammer uh ali i'll direct this one to you first Yeah, I mean, so sort of how me and James sort of got into being friends and stuff was that I, I play a lot of video games. Um, definitely not as much of recent since since taking on uh, Warhammer again, but mm-hmm, yeah, definitely an avid gamer. FPS games mainly, to be honest. Um, but I do love uh, survival games like that. Like I'm playing The Sons of the Forest at the moment. Nice, yeah, um, which is solid. But uh, I also, as like a wind me down, um, I play the piano. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little bit more creative. Yeah, yeah, it's quite different. I know, I know, in theory, there's quite a lot of people that play piano, but to do it as like a, I feel like there's not that many adults that do it as a hobby. Right. Yeah, it's like people learn it in school. I actually took it on after yeah. I left school, so okay. yeah, it was like I found myself having a lot of time. Um, when I started my job, I went from obviously being in school, and I did Saturday schools in school as well. So I went from having one day and no evenings to having like all my evenings every day yeah yeah yeah, i just found myself with like loads of time nothing to fill it and so i started teaching myself how to play and and i'm playing since 22 yeah it's cool yeah yeah it's good fun i i encourage it yeah 
James? Um, yeah, so mainly sport for me, to be honest. I play rugby. I played rugby all my life. Well, I say all my life since I was seven, twenty, nearly twenty-nine. So <laughs> a long time. Um, a fair, a fair chunk of your life, yeah. Yeah. Again, sort of going to the gym, um, watching sports. Um, again, sports is a, a big thing for me. Uh, but maybe more recently on Thursday, I actually picked up a, a new puppy. So mm-hmm. that's going to keep me very yeah. busy outside yes, of the hobby is. and outside of battle box. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, but, and again, sort of alongside that is, is games. Me, me and Ali game together. So, um, whatever Ali's playing, I'm normally playing and vice <laughs> versa. So, so yeah, but, but for me, I, I would say mainly sports, to be honest. What puppy did you get? Uh, a English cocker spaniel. Oh, that's a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, you'd be very, very surprised. And, and I was surprised, me and my girlfriend were talking, saying, like, is this what it's really like having a puppy? Because all he does is sleep. Oh, yeah. At first. At first. He, he'll yeah. get up and he'll have, you know, maybe 15 minutes in the garden running around, biting and all that. And then it's <laughs> back to sleep. So we were saying, like, is this the. The calm before the storm, or is have we got yes, a, have we got much, a, yes. a, an angel dog? Like what? What's going on? So yeah, yeah. My, do- my dog wouldn't really nap properly when we first got him. We had to like basically hold him. So we had to, we had um we basically just sat on towels, holding him in a towel until he go to sleep, and then he just Swaddle him. Yeah, he's <laughs> so I've got I've got a Labrador, mm-hmm. wow. uh, and he is absolutely mental. He's three and a half. And he's still absolutely crazy. He still <laughs> thinks he's a puppy. He's start, he's calmed down a little bit around the sort of two year mark, but yeah, he still thinks he's somewhat of a puppy. <laughs> yeah. 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 They are they they're a lot of effort, but they're definitely worth it, that's mm. for sure. Definitely yeah, them isn't. them cuddles and that uh, mm-hmm. that in the morning when he sees you and wagging his yeah, tail. Very excited, yeah. That's, that's yeah, I don't think that ever goes away. That dog still does that. But, mm. Typically, he gets a bit more excited around other people because he sees us all the time. But um, yeah, yeah, he did it the other day. My my other half got in she, quite late, and he he just went over the moon. He just went absolutely <laughs> crazy, and it was just like you see her every day. But yeah, he just went mental about it because because she was in slightly later than she normally would be. Mm. <laughs> yeah, dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a certain breed, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a lot of cat cat lovers in that listening, but I'm I'm a dog person. I am a cat lover, actually. Mm. Yeah, like mm. I, I, I love dogs too. I do. I've got three dogs in well, my family, but three dogs and yeah. one cat. So yeah, I love dogs. Yeah, like their cats yeah. just don't you know more chilled out. They are a lot more chilled. Yeah, yeah. Basically yeah. admitting that you're lazy there, Ali. Yeah, they're more <laughs> self sufficient, aren't they? They just do their own thing. <laughs> and they have to walk them every day. Yeah, yeah exactly. They have to walk her. She, she'll she just go out. She'll disappear for like three days. And I don't know how she feeds <laughs> yeah. herself, but she does. And yeah, I don't know. They're just, yeah, they're their own entity. We're their yeah. pets. Cats, cats yeah, are pets. We're their pets, that's for sure. Whereas dogs are like having a newborn for 13 to 15 years. So. <laughs> I mean, I, would, I have a two and a half year old child. I think. Uh... Less effort than the dog. It's, I mean, it's a weird one. I'd say, like, the first six months of having a dog, I would say we were, like, on parallel. But then the dog learns a lot quicker. So oh, you right. get him to sit down and do stuff with treats. Yeah. Yeah. The, the little one's just got tougher and tougher as she started to... <laughs> so it's a weird one. You, you have a baby, and you're like, oh, I really wish they could, like, move and walk around and stay awake for longer. 
And then they stay awake mm-hmm. for longer. And you're like, I wish they'd sleep a little bit more so <laughs> time. Then they start crawling and walking. And you're like, I wish they'd just stay asleep. <laughs> like she, she just does laps around the front room, con- constantly running. She doesn't walk anywhere. She just, just runs. It's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this good. dog does some sleeping still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. I have one last question, uh, and hopefully it'll put you on the spot a little bit. This answer could go could go one way, and I'm going to try and avoid it. But so, if you could pick one person in the community, and they were the only person that you could play Warhammer with for the rest of time, <laughs> who would it be, James? For the rest yeah. of time. For the rest um... of time, the only one what you play, and it can't be Ali. Oh, oh well, I was going to say Ali because it's uh, easy wins all the time. Yeah, keep bringing those dragons yeah. back. Yeah. Um, so one person, um, again, uh, I've mentioned him earlier, but it'd probably be Mini War Gamer Dave. Um, it's a good show. A really, really random mm. uh, evening in. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of, of Glass Hammer Gaming in Telford. It's yeah. um, a shop there. And just before UK Games Expo, I was there on the Thursday playing with someone that I know who lives in Telford. And he he looked at me. I had my back to the door, and he looked at me and said, "I think Mini Wargamer Dave just walked in." <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, <laughs> what, what are you on about?" And then like I turned around, and he was stood there, like in Glasshammer, on a Thursday night. It was chucking it down outside. It was pitch black. <laughs> And it was really random. Like he was the, the guy. His contact in the UK lives in Telford. Um, okay, UK yeah. Games Expo is in Birmingham, so he came over here, stayed with him, and they went yeah. down to to Glasshammer. Um, again, because obviously the guy that lives in Telford, that's his his local shop. And he actually came over. He spoke with us. He looked at nice. our models. He said they were amazing paint jobs, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but like that energy that you see on camera, he literally had that in the shop with no one else was looking. There was me and my friend stood talking to him and it was exactly the same. So cool. it was like, what you see is what you get. And, you know, I've watched their, their channel, him him and, and the other guys for you know, the last 10 years. So, so for, for me, he's quite a pivotal person in the hobby. Mm, and to meet yeah. him, to have that interaction with him was, was crazy. But yeah, for me, it would be, would be him. If I ever get him on the on the podcast, I'll point him in your direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell him I said hi. <laughs> yeah. When he's he back in the UK to... in Telford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pop round again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We tried to say hi to him, didn't we, at the expo? And I think he's just so busy. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, it was crazy. Yeah, he would yeah, be like, speaking to one person on camera doing an interview, and then swapped. as soon as he came out, it was the next person Someone was else. on it. And we sort of briefly said hi, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. But it, it, for him, he must have been knackered on that yeah, Monday. Oh, he must have slept for days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, honestly. And Ali, you've had time to think now. So. Yeah, I have actually, and I've come up with an idea. No, um, yeah, it's a funny one. I, the the thing is, I watch a lot of the um, the battle reports on YouTube, but I'm just not that clued in. I'm not good with names anyway, but um, so I'm not really that like, clued in with all of like the influences within the, within the industry. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be an influencer. It could be no, anybody. Certain, it could be someone that you. So yeah, that's the thing that I've, I, the one person that, that is just extremely passionate about Skaven that I've come across is this guy called Sam. He's the manager at the Birmingham uh, Warhammer shop, and he's just like 
great energy, really, really enthusiastic about skating. I was there a few weeks back and he was helping me reconfigure my army. Cool. And he just knows like everything about Skaven and I just know that I'd have a great time. He would help me learn to master them and and, and we'd have a great time just like his his Skaven versus my Skaven and we'd yeah, I just think we'd bash it out and it'd be really good fun. And he he's like one of the you know how some people in the hobby they sort of narrate the whole thing and they almost make it like a Dungeons and Dragons esque yeah. thing whether the narrator and he does that and I think it's great fun. It's really it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I wish I could do the same. So I, I've bought a few uh, Warhammer fiction books, some of it's from the Black Library, and uh, I'm going to start reading them because I quite like to do that. Start it. narrating your games. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a bit of fun. So, yeah, I'd say, I'd say Sam. Nice. Yeah. Well, hopefully he listens. Yeah, shout out to Sam. No yeah. idea, but yeah, hopefully he <laughs> listens. Yeah. yeah. And that was it. That was my last question. Okay. I, yeah, I really appreciate the sort of time and the, yeah, all the answers. It was, it was great. It was really good to learn sort of about the, the sort of the background and the, the bar box and stuff like that. It was, yeah, it's a, like I say, not sponsored, but really, really <laughs> cool, really, really cool product. I think it's, it should be doing big things. Yeah. Just Thank before you. we wrap up as well, who would your person be, Ben, that you would play with? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I've always had two answers to this. And so from a, an influencer type person, I've always said it would be barred from tabletop tactics. Again, it's that kind of energy, similar to you with, with Dave. Um, he's got that sort of, he's permanently happy. Which <laughs> I'm, I'm worried we'll just get on my nerves eventually, but I just feel like it, it doesn't matter how the game's going. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really matter what arm he's playing or anything like that. He's always happy. He's always being really, really good energy. And I feel like that, if you, even if you're having a really shit day, if you go and play with that sort of person, it really like brings it, brings it up. Mm, so from an influencer point of view, it was always going to be him. And then um, from my sort of local local group, there's kind of one guy that I play all the time anyway, Duncan. Mm. And he's, I always have a great time. I, he smashes me. He's such a good player. He's the best best player in our sort of, our sort of group. But yeah, he, he will always beat me. But it doesn't feel like you're getting beat that hard. Even though he really is absolutely hammering into the ground. It just feels like, yeah, he's just he's having Pretty a nice fun. time. Yeah. yeah. He like... It's just it's just silly stuff. Like he'll talk through his turn. Do you know how you get those players that just like mm, just literally mm. throw dice. He he will talk through why he's making the decisions he's making and mm. and the sort of the dice he's rolling and stuff like that. So everything's really clear about what he's doing and when. And it, I feel like it really helps me improve my game and make different decisions based off that. So mm. yeah, cool. be, be Duncan from my sort of local local group. It's interesting that you say that as well, like about him being the, the sort of best player in, in your group. When I went to Warhammer Fest. I went with um, a friend that we play locally and he's into 40k and he plays a lot of big tournaments and big events and he we went to watch one game which was the, the captain of Team England for 40k and then someone who was first or second in the world last year in 40k no idea who their names are no idea who they were but like it's not money is, is he is he yeah, the captain money I think he's at like Glassham as well isn't he yeah me. he is yeah yeah um it was really interesting you said that because they were doing the same thing. They were saying, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do, this. Are you happy with that? Can I do that? You know, and, and really talking through it in that narrative style. And obviously they're the best players in the world. Yeah. And you know, like you say, your, your thing was, was the best player. So maybe I need to start telling Ali what I'm going to do. <laughs> I think it just sort of, it, I think it helps you remember about the sort what of you're doing. Yeah, what you're doing. So it's like, I'm doing this for these reasons. And then you kind of talk me through, you go, well, actually, I know that I've missed something out here. So you kind of run it, you're running it through mm. and by vocalizing, you sort of, mm. you're making sure that you've not missed anything. Mm. I, I've picked it up now. I do it all the time. 
And I don't know whether or not it annoys some people. It slows games down a little bit. But for me, I, yeah, like I say, it, it helps me play the game. Not that mm. my latest tournament went well at all. I lost every game, but... <laughs> Happens. Uh, yeah. I, I played Necrons in my... Like, this was the Necron game in my last game. So I took my Chaos Knights, a really sort of suboptimal list. And he had two units of 20 warriors with the, the reanimator on one side and uh, crypto thralls and minus ones to hit. And I could not get through these blobs of 20 warriors. They just kept reanimating. I'd kill like 10 a turn and he, they could reanimate on my turn and then his turn. Yeah. And so he was just bringing about like 10 a turn. I was like, so I was just constantly, I think it was like three turns. It was just two knights going into these two units of 40 warriors to overall. And I was getting like, Twenty warriors a turn, every turn, just couldn't couldn't kill the unit. It was hell. Hmm. Yeah, that felt like the game that got away. Hmm. But bloody warriors, Necrons <laughs> for you. Don't okay. don't trust Necron players, James. <laughs> he is a Necron player. Yeah, don't trust myself. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. It was fun. I I kind of came out of it a little bit, sort of demoralised, but kind of looking back on it, I was like, actually, you know what? I I did enjoy it. I learned a lot, and there's sort of it was bad for dice. Dice rolls were horrendous. Every single player that I played against apologised to me for my dice rolling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's not good. Yeah. So my, my Rampager, which is like a big melee focus knight, charged in and you get 18 attacks with one of his weapons. And every six that you roll does an extra hit and he hits on twos. So you're like, right, okay, oh, cool. this should be this should be good. Yeah. 18 dice. I rolled no sixes and four ones. Ooh. I was like, right, okay, I see how this game's going. Yeah. Did a plasma plasma shot, got a good amount of shots. So again, I think it was about twelve shots, fourteen shots, something like that. Hitting on threes, I hit with three and wounded with two when they were wounded on twos. And I was just like, This is this is my day. This is how my day's going. It's just it's just yeah, dice, it's typical, it? yeah. I think that's the fun thing about the game is that yeah. even the best player in the world can roll shit dice and Exactly, yeah. You do absolutely everything right, but yeah, that, yeah. the moment they hitting on twos, you roll all those ones. Doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes no difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, thank you thank you for coming on the show. Um for, for anybody that wants to find find Ali James, you've obviously got your own your own Instagrams as well. So James's is uh, back to Warhammer and then Ali's is Ali Bills Warhammer. Shots, is that right? Yep. yep, yep, and then there's the battle box Instagram as well. Which, if you search the battle box with an underscore between battle and box, and then uh, the battlebox.co.uk for the actual website where you can go and read a lot more about Ali and about James as well. We've got some mm. sort of your guys' drives behind there and, and about the and you can see it. I mean, go on Instagram as well, just just type in the battle box and you'll start yeah. seeing loads of posts come up about it. It's really cool, so it's def- definitely worth checking out. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been great. No, it's more than welcome. More welcome. I've, I've got to love having you. It's, it's strange interviewing two people at the same time. But, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more of a chat, nice. more like casual. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, definitely. It's been it's been fun. But yeah, thank you, thank you both of you. And um, yeah, I hope sort of everybody goes and checks you guys out and and starts to sort of buy into the box. And it's it's really good value as well. We've not talked about that anywhere, by the way. It's what thirty pound a month. Is that right? Yeah, we'll yeah. talk. We'll talk UK. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's thirty ninety nine at the moment. It was thirty last month, yeah. 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 It's, gone up to 39. it's really, really good value for the stuff that you're getting in there. So it's yeah. I don't know how we're not talking about this point. But yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's good value. Everyone should go and check it out. Yeah. Um I hope everyone sort of enjoyed hearing about the sort of history behind it and about you guys as well, getting to you oh. get to know you guys outside of outside of the battle box as well. I have. Certainly have. 
Yeah, no, we, we enjoyed doing these as well. We've done a few of these now and then. Yeah, we, we enjoy speaking about it. Obviously, it's our, our baby, so yeah, yeah we, we want to want to try and promote it as much as possible. And you know, again, thank you for, for giving us that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. more than welcome. Yeah, I hope everyone else enjoyed the enjoyed the show today, and, and thanks as always for sort of joining us and, and listening to the podcast. I've, I really appreciate all the sort of comments and the feedback stuff like that. Similar to these guys, if you want to get get in contact with them, please do. Absolutely love chatting with everybody. Um, you can get me on uh, Instagram, First Rank Fire Podcast. You can get me on Threads for the same thing. I'm on Threads, not that I ever really use it, but yeah, I'm on Threads as well. And then, uh, worst case, you can email me, First Rank Fire Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.